And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Be the best and you gotta pay no price. If you want it bad enough, you gotta do a little extra things to get it. Welcome to the 11 Personnel Podcast, your favorite Rams podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Rodrigue, and with me, as always, welcome back to my fabulous co-host, Rich Hammond. Rich! How we doing? Well, Jordan, we proved that you don't need the always part because uh, two fantastic podcasts uh, while I was away. Oh, my goodness. Did I enjoy listening to the energy in those podcasts? <laughs> there was so much fun to listen to. And if people somehow missed them uh, in the lead up to training camp, uh, please go back and listen. Oh, my gosh, Jordan. Those were so much fun. Yeah, but, but Rich, I have, we missed yeah. you. Nobody. I loved having Taryn on. I loved having Ricky Hollywood on. Yes. And so appreciative of their time. But I got to say, man, nothing compares to my fabulous co-host. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and Jordan, I've been waiting to share these two things with you. OK, first of all, I've been laughing about this for, I don't know, like two weeks. And I'm really sorry that I didn't find the person on Twitter, that their name who, who submitted this. But it was right before training camp. And somebody tweeted at you and said, Jordan, do you have to constantly explain to your dog, Tucker, that the pup list is not what he thinks it is? <laughs> and I don't know why that made me. I was like, I was wheeze laughing that I, I was laughing so hard at that. So I apologize that I did not find the person's name who uh, who submitted that. But it was fantastic. It made me laugh immensely. And Jordan, the other thing I want to ask you is we are now very much into training camp. How is your hydration system going? Are Do you feel like you're operating at, at optimal hydration? Did you make any improvements this year or how are we doing? How are we doing now that training camp is up and running? I am operating at optimal hydration. I, I okay. like to think too, especially after breaking out the hydro fanny last year for Rams training camp and, you know, being a little, you know, after a year where there was no training camp, being a little nervous, you know, it's a big, it's a big deal. Sure. It's, it's quite large and noticeable. And, uh, honestly, uh, I, I understand it's not for everybody. I, I, at times will, uh, walk past certain, Rams executives and be and be shamed for the the appearance of it, of the hydro fanny, which I completely understand. But I will say I am op operating at optimal hydration. I am able to balance a heavy coffee to water ratio. Ah. Um, a lot of people don't know that the schedule during these days it runs usually it's about five a.m. to eight p.m. between writing and getting ahead on other projects and then a practice and everything's for just a journalist and not a player players much longer than that I would assume sure. and coaches much much longer than that sure. about 5 a.m to, to 8 p.m so I've I'm grateful for the hydro fanny it is I think it's kept me leveled out I haven't had a, like a, a chin breakout like one might when they're dehydrated and in the sun all day every day or right. such such things like that and and frankly it's got so many pockets I never have to take breaks I can stay out there. The entire time, which is what I explain to people when they laugh at it. And I earnestly say, 
Hydration is really important to me. I hope you guys are all drinking enough water. (laughs) (laughs) This is fantastic. And uh, yeah, it is really important. And uh, Jordan, we got a lot to get to here. Okay. Let's let's not waste any time because there's a lot of storylines to cover here. You have already written, uh, I I don't know, is, is, can you write a metric ton? Because if, if it's possible to write a metric ton, I think you've already written it, uh, over the last little bit here, the training camp updates are fantastic. Jordan is out there as she just explained to you, she's hydrating so that she can stay out there and get these tidbits for you. But there's a lot going on and I want to kind of run through some of these. And Oh, by the way, Oh, by the way, we will talk about uniforms before we get to the end of the podcast. Because well, Rich, Rich being back, mm. you knew that was coming. I think they timed the announcement for when you yes. got back from your vacation. Actually, yeah, I, I appreciated that, and I do have a little tidbit for everybody, so I'm going I'm to tease that. But you know, you know, Jordan, uh, there's so much to talk about here, and it, it's it's kind of funny how this goes because as a beat writer, the part that I loved most about training camp was just you learn, you were able to learn with your eyes so much. And you, you get to the season and practices, you don't get to see as much. It's limited. Uh, you know, training camp is really a time to just observe and take everything in. And there's nobody better at that than you, Jordan. And we can go in with certain storylines or certain ideas, but but training camp pulls you in directions. Uh, it, it just happens organically. And I have to say, Jordan, that uh, so far in training camp, I'm looking at cornerbacks and I'm looking at some of the things that have been going on out there with some of these guys. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey is recovering. You've covered that uh, in in great detail. But let's talk about some of these young guys who are really, really showing up in in the first week of training camp here. Yeah. So someone who I mentioned as a sleeper candidate for more playing time or maybe a little bit earlier than a lot of people expected, although I will say a large amount of Georgia fans Definitely expected it. I see you guys. I appreciate the tweets. Um, but I, this this Darian Kendrick guy, um, you know, to me, looked the part in the spring in terms of looks like a pro corner. Um, obviously, being so young, there's a lot of technical work that now goes into that. And I think having Jalen Ramsey not on the pup list and out there on the sideline, I wish there's literally 10,000 people a day at, at camp, which yeah. good job, guys. That's a great crowd. And I wish more people could see Jalen doing what he does on the sideline because it is truly fascinating. Like, I think when I wrote that profile on him last year, I think this is like the perfect thing for him to be doing if he can't actually be on the field. This is the perfect balance to keeping him sort of challenged and like and mm. mentally active and invested in people because he really really likes to make that investment and these young guys are enamored with how he teaches them on the sideline like it's almost like he's got this magnetic pull that these young guys Kobe Durant and Rush East has made some plays too so I don't want to count him out as well but you know they're so safety heavy it's a little difficult to see where where the numbers land anyway Kobe Durant and Darion Kendrick they will literally be magnetized back when they're off, when they come off the field, whether they make a big play, which both of them have in the first week of camp, they'll literally get off the field and then come and sort of come back into that orbit and he will coach them up. And you can just tell it's like a really, really special process and, and it's happening in real time for them. So to them, it's just like, it's a normal thing. But to me, standing behind them on the sidelines, you can see 
them kind of lighting up from within. And I think that that is so special mm. and something that is really, really important in terms of Jalen's continued growth and his continued development, not just as a player, but as a leader. He's so obsessed with the tactical points of football, but mm. we've heard from coaches in the past that his brain moves so fast on the field that he sometimes doesn't communicate or vocalize what he means because it's it, it has emotion to it, right? And I think we've seen that in the past come out of him in, in certain bursts here and there. And with this, when he's quite literally not on the field, he has to be on the sideline, and he already automatically is thinking several steps ahead, and he's got the strategy sheet in his hand. This is something that's really important where you have a third DB's coach alongside Jonathan Cooley, who Jalen has a great rapport and relationship with, you're getting all that extra coaching and and you're getting that tactician sort of pouring into you as these guys often say. And I think that's been really, really important. I think it's, it moves him into another level of, of leadership within the conversation. If he can sustain this type of, of feeling that he's holding on to right now. Um, Those, those young guys have been really exciting to watch. They can play a couple of people, you know, I would walk off the field and everyone, the scouts are all out there that were all out there last week because they had a scout, scouting seminars they do usually each year scouts are all out there personnel people are all out there pro scouts are all out there um less is out there you know kevin demoff's out there obviously sean's out there and all the support staff they're all out there and you sometimes you walk by people and and it's like the morning and you catch up with everybody and it's just a couple repeated themes through the entire camp and one of them is you don't want to be super excited about your rookie class before Mm -hmm. they've had a chance to actually get on a real field but there's just all of this whispering, like they got a couple players and Jacoby Durant and Darion Kendrick are players. I think the, as the youth say, they are them. Um, I think is oh. the current, the current meme that <laughs> is it now? tweet at me if I got that wrong. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exposing myself to that. I have no idea. Um, a great point though, Jordan. I mean, all around, I mean, it's, it's not, it wasn't long ago that, you know, we were kind of saying the same thing about a, a Cooper Cup or about a John Johnson. They were out there and you watch them in Jordan training Fuller. camp. Jordan Fuller. And and you go, hmm. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean you're it doesn't mean you're fitting them for their for their gold jacket in Canton. It just means that you're looking at them and saying, all right, this is this is somebody to watch. And uh, uh, very interesting to, to see how that's that's going to develop. Love hearing that about Jalen, too, especially because that's a guy who. You know, look, everybody grows, but he was almost a caricature at one point. And, and that's not fair. Like, it's it's really not fair to draw a picture of somebody and say this is who they are. And I think you're, you're seeing an evolution of Jalen Ramsey, not only on the field, but uh, but also as a leader and, and probably as a person, too. So very cool to see him in that environment where, where he can thrive and, and to see him really taking uh, hold of that and, and, and probably has had some good examples on this team in, in the last couple of years, too. Yeah, I think I would take that one step further too, Rich. It's a really good point because that's by design. So he was, there was conversation about whether he was going to go on PUP or not. And he's too physically healthy at this point to really be on PUP. If he was on PUP, he wouldn't be able to like deeply participate in on-field stuff like this. And he wouldn't be able to go through installation work, which he's been able to do with the non-contact. And there's some intentionality behind this in how can we make this a productive training camp for Jalen Ramsey without, in a way that's not just him physically recovering from shoulder surgery? 
and and I know this for a fact, like there's an intentional discussion about, okay, one of our core players is not going to be fully participating. How can we still make this productive for him? What does he need? What does the rest of the team need from him? And that's what I think Sean McVay touches on quite a bit when he's talking about working efficiently. You know, a great example is these young receivers who hit the jugs machine after practice. Well, I don't think they'll ever do that again in that way because Sean McVay came, I asked him about it and he comes right out and he says, that's not a productive drill. I'm paraphrasing, but Mm -hmm. that's not a productive drill. What is productive is movement at the top of the route because these route concepts, they all have that flexibility at the tops of the route of, of understanding where you need to go and where the catch point might be and where your body, what your body control has to be. So just standing there and catching a few balls on the jugs machine is kind of like reps for the sake of reps in the minds of these coaches. Now, other places I've been and and also just like in general I think the concept of extra reps is something that's generally celebrated but what they're doing is they're taking an extra layer deeper of what the intention actually is of that drill and with Jalen it's the same thing what is the actual intention of him being there and I think when when he and I talked at length a lot of his discontent was not feeling necessarily appreciated because he felt he could do more and he felt he could contribute and they could give him all the money in the world, but he still wouldn't feel, you know, when he was in Jacksonville and he still wasn't feeling appreciated because he was relegated to doing one thing and basically like, okay, out of sight, out of mind, you just go do this. And like, we won't, we won't check in on you or whatever, Mm -hmm. but he, him feeling like he has so much more to contribute. That was what became the ultimate root of his discontent there was I can do so much more. I can be so much more. And that itchiness of a person trying to like evolve and, and sort of shed their former self. And like, yeah. and I think that's where you see there's that particular type of growth and that moment in a person's life, a young person's life, especially it matches perfectly with the pursuit of intentionality that these guys are trying to incorporate um, in their practices. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating. I mean, you, you give somebody a little bit of ownership of something and that they take it and run with it. And and it really looks like that's kind of what's going on here. And it's not the first time that this has happened uh, with the Rams too. And and I think that's a, a credit to Sean McVay and, and you know, probably the, the culture that's been established there where you see, you know, Andrew Whitworth did the same thing. He's still out there. He's still out there coaching. I mean, Aaron Donald, uh, you know, Von Miller comes in last year and, and starts to take ownership. Uh, you, you see it happen uh, repeatedly and it's, it's not a coincidence and and Jalen just the latest example of that and uh yeah what's he going to be though is it coach Ramsey is it GM Ramsey like we've had all these like titles for him I don't know he's going to have to choose at some point like uh, what what path he's going to take after retirement I don't know just give him a team see what happens yeah there you go (laughs) looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Well, Jordan, let's 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 pivot. Uh, you, you talked about the some of the drills that the receivers are doing, and, and and this one this one's tougher because this is a very much as we record here on Monday morning, uh, a very fluid situation going on with the receivers. So um, I, I know uh, expecting, hoping, I guess is probably the better word for it, uh, hoping for some clarity uh, uh, very soon. But uh, the, I guess if you want to look at the positive and negative sides of it, uh, the positive side, Allen Robinson, as as you've detailed over the the last week or so stepped in and and really looked good out there on the field uh, really looks like he's fitting in on the negative side uh, van jefferson hasn't uh, been able to participate here and there's some question about exactly what's going on so uh what what's the feel now with with those receivers jordan obviously cooper cup is is there and and uh that's that's the most comforting news for for rams fans but uh, uh what's uh how's that balance going i how's how's alan robinson fitting in and and what's the level of concern about uh, about van right now yeah, I almost feel like I'm getting Aaron Donald syndrome with Cooper Cup because at this point, with so many people on the roster to cover, like he's just very excellent at what he does every right. single time he does it. Yeah. And so it's like I'm not really doing like by the minute Cooper Cup updates anymore like I did kind of last year when he and Matthew were feeling each other out. Because right. it's just like, all right, well, this guy's really good. So Cooper Cup, still what good. What do I say? Yeah, yeah, what do I even say? Um, and it's kind of like that Aaron Donald syndrome where it's it's almost like you don't you watch, of course, closely what they're doing, but you're almost like, okay, let's look at everyone else around them because we just know that they're going to be consistent in their excellence. So, but with uh, with Allen Robinson, okay, so w- one of the more delightful things. I'll say this. I said this on Charles Robinson's podcast earlier this week and or last week. What day is it? My God. Um, <laughs> it's August 1st now. August You're in 1st. a whole other okay. month. Okay. I'm only marking my calendar by uh, ounces of water. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, so I I saw this in the spring and I said this on this podcast. 
it's it's my only like I don't do hot takes. It's my only hot take that I've done in I can't even remember how long. Probably the last one was wow, Aaron Donald's feet moved too fast for my camera to pan accordingly. And that's not really even a hot take. But the spring workouts, watching Allen Robinson, he looked ready. If they were gonna play a game May 1st, he'd be he looked like he'd be ready. One of the most delightful things is because it's training camp, because the Rams are returning Super Bowl champions, training camp has a lot of visitors. So there's a daily a group of people that are there daily. And then there's uh, all kinds of fabulous people, awesome people coming in from all over because, you know, staying for a couple of days. And it's been really fun to see sort of that. I'm sure I had this look on my face as well when I first saw Alan Robinson working with Matthew Stafford and them installing certain things like that sort of delight of, oh my God, like this guy's really good. (laughs) And Alan Robinson has been good. This is the thing. But I think he's going to be opened up in a way here, not only collaborating with Cooper and the way that they can layer some of the concepts that have been so fun to watch so far, but also they're both very cerebral and very artistic. The way that they think about the more technical points of what happens at the end of their route um, in terms of where they can, uh, what we say, the top of the route, you know, where they can take it from there, where they can direct the catch point. And when you see uh, tweets coming out, you know, like for team periods and such, you'll see turnovers and you'll see uh, mispasses, things like that. But what I soon realized very quickly is that Matthew and Alan are like running a live <laughs> experiment in terms of where the their placements will be. Mm. And so it's interesting because you'll see you'll see it like you'll see Matthew sort of change his arm angle very slightly in certain phases to check where Allen best likes the ball and they'll talk about it between snaps and they'll sort of collaborate like internally and you always see them together and and I think just like you always see Cooper and Matthew together as well and like so y- you see that it, um like kind of what we talked about before that intentionality Matthew didn't throw the entire spring. So now they're figuring out exactly what each other likes, where they like the placement. And I think the best example of this was that they they worked in the red zone quite a bit before fans were allowed to watch. They worked in the red zone quite a bit and there were a couple of turnovers while Matthew was shifting sort of where he put the ball and in that time. And you saw there were a couple of turnovers. And then this, this last uh, Saturday practice, the best play of the day was Allen Robinson across the back of the end zone where Matthew Stafford held a defender with his eyes and, you know, placed the ball exactly where he had discovered Allen most wants it. So I think that process has been really, really fascinating. And the way that he was describing it too, he was like, yeah, you know, put the ball where nothing bad would happen to it. Hmm. And I was like, that's such a great way. I mean, it's just the way that these guys think it's like, that's so interesting. And so Allen is special. Um, just the dedication to has been striking and um, he is special. He will continue to be special. It's really fun watching people light up with the discovery that that something really cool could happen. And I think that that's like sort of the, the, the main conversation about this right now, but something that's almost equally as important and will be important down the stretch as teams try to counter these guys in certain ways is the situation unfolding with Van Jefferson. So it is Monday as we're recording this. Um, today is the day where Van is, um, according to NFL Network, scheduled to have an independent sort of consultation, a, a second set of eyes, an ongoing knee issue. Now, internally, 
my own sourcing, I know that his absence from practice is injury related. Um, and I also know that it is related to his knee. Now he did have a, a procedure on the knee in the spring. He played through an injury through the postseason, and he had a surgery on the knee in the spring. So kind of what they're really trying to find out right now, we still don't quite know exactly what it, what it actually is that they're trying to diagnose. To me, and I don't want to speak out of turn because we'll know much more today after practice and Sean McVay will, will address the media today. I don't know if he'll say anything about this, but we should know more regardless because today is the day where he's supposed to get the, the consult. Right. Now, this would mean that he's already been assessed by the Rams' own staff, by the way, of doctors and, and Neil Elitrash and, and all the people who would be involved in that. So this would mean something outside of that, um, a specialist perhaps. And so I think that we should know more either way. I think that if you, you might not be, if it were a tear, I think they would say immediately that it, something is torn. Right. Is, is basically my sense. Now, again, I might be speaking out of turn and I hope I'm not. And also I hope generally he's okay. He's a great dude. Um, but they do have to figure out at some point, there will need to be a contingency plan. If he's missed these two days and if he's getting a consult, we can probably expect there will be some time that he will miss. Right. I don't know how much time that will be again this will this might be dated by the time you're listening to it but they have to figure out a contingency pl plan in the meantime my sense on this though is that it will be somewhat by committee now i saw and spoke with ben skoranek in terms of sliding in on the three reps in practices um you can see that that's actually happening um he spoke to me about that ben skoranek got a little bit of an edge to him which i think you kind of need in that position mm -hmm. um you you got to be a little chippy cuz you're going to do a lot of dirty work in that position in this offense and I think that's kind of that's one particular facet of this. But at the same time, you're also dealing with the fact that you're still hopeful to sign Odell Beckham, who couldn't return until probably November. Right. You're still hopeful to make that situation work. So if Van is missing substantial time in the middle of that, what are you going to do in the middle? Right. right. And so I think. For me, it looks like it would be more of a committee approach. And the problem with that is you have some some on-field inexperience in, in Tutu Atwell, who, um, you know, I, I have not seen him get a lot of time with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. And so, you know, you have that in relative inexperience. And you also have a very specific niche set of skills that don't necessarily match up to what you need a three to do like mm -hmm. the stretching the field part. Absolutely. You need a, you need your three to do that in this offense because that's what Van Jefferson did. But Van Jefferson also got, got in there and got in the mix a little bit as well, especially right. after they lost Robert Woods. And I think you're not looking at Tutu as a, as a player who is capable of doing that. I, I don't know. I've not seen it. Okay. Right. So I'm not trying to just rule him out already. Right. Um, but I just haven't seen it. So for me, if you're looking at then a committee, like passing game three receiver by committee mm -hmm. at this point, that's a huge problem. That's a much larger problem than people think it is because this team wants to go freaking tempo. Yeah, That's their one of their biggest weapons that they have is they go tempo. You cannot go tempo if you're subbing constantly. Right. Right. So right. here, so that's, that's where I'm at with this. And Jacob Harris, I wrote a, a small feature at, he changed full-time to receiver Super promising, but again, as I wrote in the story, like we're probably not looking at him to emerge 
this year. It's maybe a next year thing. Hopefully he gets some time this year. The preseason will really be the better indicator of that. Got all the tools, but needs more finesse and and all of that. So so this is something where if you're looking at a committee, that's, I think, a much bigger problem than people are maybe recognizing at this particular juncture. But again, maybe speaking out of turn because there's a lot we're waiting on information wise. Right. Yeah. But uh, you, you kind of have to think this way. And I mean, it would, obviously we hope for the best for, for Van, as you said, first of all, I uh, want him to to be able to be back there on the field, but it, it does get scary when you talk about knee injuries like this. And and like you said, Jordan, I, I, we, we have the same sense here. Like it's, it's kind of like the, the beat writer spidey sense where it's like, if, if they don't, if it's a tear, if it's something like that, they usually announce it and you know, there's a recovery, but it, it gets a little, um, it gets a little more complicated when you start talking about specialists and plans and things like that it's it's not it's not ideal let's put it that way to for somebody to have to deal with and and yeah i think it just speaks to you know uh, kind of what we've talked about with these rams receivers going back for a while it's it's the individual skill sets yes uh, but it's how they've all fit together and then that's one thing that the rams have been able to do here over the last five years is whatever combination it's been and there's been a quite a few different combinations over over those those five years is that they've been able to fit those together uh, and, and make them work within the context of the offense and certainly you could see exactly what they had set up going into the season with with those three guys cooper cup alan robinson and van jefferson and it looked like it looked like it was going to work. I, I'm prepared to eat crow, by the way, because when that when all that went down, I I was saying like I don't know. This seems like a big risk. It seems like something that could blow up in their faces, and and uh, it, it looks like it's going quite well actually. So uh, <laughs> credit credit to all of them. And uh, once again, I look dumb, but that's that's fine. And but but it, it, it's got to fit together. And and you know we'll see what happens here. There's still a month uh, before the start of the regular season. A lot can happen. Um, uh, maybe somebody steps up, maybe there's another roster move, wh- whatever it may be, but uh, certainly that's something that they're going to have to um, address there. Jordan. Yeah. Wait, oh my, real quick, yeah, real quick. Yeah, Rich, please. Too, I think I will say this, the ideal situation would be that they have a three who can stay on the field. Yeah. I mean, obviously the hill, hill sub, depending on the personnel packages that they use, but ideally if Van has to miss time, you want a three who can stay on the field so that they can continue to go tempo. I think that Ben Skoranek knows this. <laughs> And I will say without kind of revealing uh, too much of our conversation, like, again, this dude has a bit of an edge to him. And I think that in one example, so he broke his foot, he couldn't run the 40. And so there was a uh, a bit of a dare executed or issued in my direction to uh, oh. <laughs> no, no, it was it was all great. Conver- it was a great yes. conversation. Basically, he dared me to put a, a GPS on him while he was running gunner drills and special teams because it was like. He's saying like he's he's wanting to make it clear he thinks he can stretch the field. Right. So he's like, you know, he's basically like, okay, we'll put a, you know, I was talking to him about it. We're having a great it was a great conversation. First of all, I don't want it to sound like, oh, he's got an edge. Like, I think it's a good thing if you're confident in your abilities at that particular spot. You have to have that that sort of edge, like willing to go out and put someone on their ass, but also operate with some of the finesse. Like you have to have that edge. Right. Because again, started covering the team on Zoom and then we didn't really get a chance to talk to him. He wasn't really someone who was made available during the postseason run. So you're sitting there and and like me, this is me talking to him for the first time really in person. And I don't know what I was expecting, but he really just was like, yeah, put a put a GPS on me. Watch watch how fast my my straight watch how fast I get down the field. Put a GPS on me. 
Like, I was like, oh, all right. Can can I pitch this? Can yeah, we actually right. do this? <laughs> yeah. like, Reggie Scott, what are Reggie, your thoughts? Reggie, yeah. Scott, yeah. Reggie Scott, can I uh, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I I do want to say that before we move on. Um, but we'll see. There's a lot of there's a lot of time left, and I think I think Tutu has good hands, um, better hands especially than I saw pretty much all of last year. You can tell that's something he worked on. And he also has that speed in terms of does that make it so he can stay on the field? I don't know. There's still a concern over just how much physically smaller he is um, yeah. than anybody on the team and like anybody on the field. So I think that that's where, you know, as a coach, you're like, okay, can he do some of the trench work? We need our guy to be on the field for without subbing so you can do the tempo. And, and again, yeah. I'm not going to roll out anybody before they've had a chance to really prove themselves. And I just, he just hasn't been able to stay on the field in terms of the injuries last year and then the delay to the start of his season. So I'm not going to rule anybody out. And that pure speed is there. Right. Um, one concern to me was if the corner is able to make up a step or two on that st field stretch, like Darion Kendrick, Tutu had a step on him. Darion Kendrick was able to make up the speed at the, at the catch point and right. physically make a play in order to make a would-be touchdown incomplete. Um, right. And that was just a really savvy play by Darion Kendrick to know that's where he could make up for the lost step. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's where that's what I'm looking at. If you're like, OK, if that's what if you really need a guy who can just purely stretch the field and that's pretty much it, that's the concern that I have, basically. And I, and I say yeah. that as as fairly as possible, because, right. again, I, I refuse to rule anybody out this early in their career. Yeah, no, no, no. It's totally fair. Totally fair. And, and that's the sort of thing. Again, watching these training camp, when when you get to joint practices, I mean, these are the things that that you can really kind of drill down on. And and same, probably not going to spend a lot of time here talking about the offensive line. I I, I want to see that uh, develop again when you get to some of these joint practices and you're really kind of uh, having some actual competition going against each other. Uh, want to see uh, how that looks. But uh, Jordan, one thing before we go, really fascinated about Bobby Wagner, and and uh, we we knew uh, this is not a surprise that he was going to come in and be impactful. Uh, that's that's why the Rams uh, made the move that they did. But um, are you surprised at all? This is a very leading question. It's always a terrible question to ask somebody. But I mean, are, are you surprised at all at, at how impactful he's been uh, already in, in a number of areas? Or is this pretty much what they expected from him? Not surprised at all. Yeah, yeah, this is this is the expectation. Yeah, you just feel like this command out there. And it's not like they didn't have command before, but he has so much knowledge and he's got this way of communicating that players really, really have taken to already. Um, he will be their green dot. And that means that you're going to see a lot of different types of things um, in having a linebacker and not a safety as the green dot. You schematically, you're not looking at a wholesale change. This is still a coverage dictates front situation. But at the same time, I, as you know, media cannot report on scheme changes that we've seen. But I will say there's an expansion in certain areas, not just at the middle linebacker position, that I think are is really exciting, that I think is, as we talk again about efficiency, like is a very, very efficient use of the Rams' most talented personnel that they have um, on their roster. As Raheem Morris says it really well, if you got an A-plus player, you give them A-plus time. It's so simple, and yet you That's see right. it so often. It's just not utilized by coaches everywhere. But they are very much. It's very clear that they're making a a, a couple of tweaks here and there to make sure that their best uh, and most cohesive personnel are um, being utilized in ways that maybe we haven't seen. 
in the past, stay tuned at some point, uh, mm. just like Jalen and the star last year, at some point I will be able to write about it, but, uh, today is not that day. So it's exciting. Bobby is, is special. They know this about him. Um, it's really cool seeing how much the fans just love him. And I, and I know he's got fans all across the league. I mean, I told a story on this podcast about how I used to talk to Luke Keekley about him and he'd talk about yeah. him like he was a superhero, like yeah. those like child, <laughs> childlike reverential tones, like Bobby Wagner is a superhero. And so I think that's been cool to see fans and, and like I'll stand sort of by the crowd a little bit. By the way, a couple people, a couple podcast listeners have said, hey, over the last All couple right. of days, I even got a, how we doing? And <laughs> that was fabulous. Um, so thank you guys for saying hello. Wanted to shout you guys out. Uh, super great. Was was awesome to, to sort of see you guys in, in person and hope you're staying hydrated, everyone. Yes. Um, but back to Bobby, like I heard a, and I didn't turn around and like lurk and sort of see what was happening, but it sounded right. like a dad explaining to his daughter who Bobby Wagner was. He came over from Seattle. Why did he leave Seattle? The dad explaining to the daughter, mm-hmm. well, what's like, you know, explaining to his daughter, like the importance of this and and how adding him is so important for the defense and, and what a leader he is. And it was a really, it was a nice moment. So um, nice. it's been cool to see the fans reaction to him and, and he deserves it. He's a great guy. He's a great player. My interactions with him have been awesome so far. Um, and he's somebody who I think will be uh, really special in their locker room, not just at the start of the season where everything's fresh and new and exciting, but when things get tough too, he'll be really important to have in there. Yeah. And that, and that is a part, I mean, you saw it down the stretch with, you know, Von Miller and, and, you know, having to replace a guy like Robert Woods, having to replace a guy like Andrew Whitworth. I mean, there, you have, you have to be mindful of that. And uh, it certainly looks like the Rams uh, made a smart move there to, to bring in somebody uh, 10,000 people out there. I mean, that that's uh, uh, fantastic. I mean, that's why the Rams go down there to Irvine and, and do that is to um, is a, it's part of the fan base, part of the, the region that, um, you know, it might be a little harder uh, for them to get up to Inglewood for games or whatever, they, they get to have that experience. Uh, fantastic. Uh, winning winning a Super Bowl does a lot for you, as it turns out. Uh, so uh, that's uh, great to see. Hope everybody's having fun out there. Kevin Demoff made big news over the weekend <laughs> when he uh, announced... Uh, as had been uh, uh, hinted at uh, on on uh, certain Twitter accounts uh, during the uh, last few months, uh, the modern throwbacks become the part of the the primary set uh, along with the blue. I had people uh, joking at me that the Rams uh, did all of my work for me uh, that they announced. <laughs> no, 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 folks, because I got intel yesterday. I actually sought this out from a member of the front office that just because they are wearing the modern throwback jersey tops, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be wearing the yellow pants. See, Jordan, that's a very big aspect to all of this. So we don't know what color the pants will be for any of these games, which is just so exciting for me. I mean, I can't wait to see what what week one looks like. And as we know, talk about Jalen Ramsey, the players have a lot of input into that. I don't know whether people understand, but but they do get into it too. So uh, we'll see week one uh, against the Buffalo Bills. They'll be wearing the white uh, modern throwbacks. It's a smart move. Those things are brilliant. Uh, They did a great job designing those. The bone... Look, they tried. Okay, that's about all I can say. It's a, it's a it's a it's a big swing organization. We've talked about that so many times, and uh, they've connected on a lot of those big swings, and that's why they are the defending uh, Super Bowl champions. But 
eh, sometimes uh, sometimes you just hit a little dribbler to third base, and uh, that's that's kind of how I would uh, describe the uh, the bone jerseys. And uh, but they've done the smart thing by pivoting here, and uh, can't wait, can't wait to get going on the uh, on the uniform standings, Jordan. But leave the important work to you, and um, it's just so exciting. Like I I can I can hear your excitement uh, as you talk about this, and and uh, I know that you're out there every day. Uh, chasing down these stories, you know, you, you're, you're thinking weeks, months down the line of these stories that you're going to tell. And that's really the awesome thing uh, about following your work. And I know uh, how appreciative we are of all the readers out there. Uh, you can follow along every day on Twitter at Jordan Rodrigue for all of the updates. Great content, by the way, as some of the stuff that you were tweeting the other day about the assistant coach out there uh, uh, catching. I mean, you, you've got pictures, you've got video, you, you've, you've got it all. So uh, Jordan's an awesome follower uh, for all of that. And of course, the stories. Oh, my gosh. Every day, every day, there's something uh, new and informative out there. And we appreciate all our subscribers. If you're not yet subscribed, boy, do I have good news for you because it's not too late. It's not too late. You can go right now to theathletic.com slash 11 personnel, sign up. You're in the door. All of Jordan's awesome coverage starting right now. And, and you can get Jordan's favorite thing in the entire world, which is what? A great discount. Oh, I missed saying that. You guys, anytime you subscribe to The Athletic through the 11 Personnel Podcast, you get my favorite thing in the world, which is a great discount. Um, it's been awesome being out there so far, Rich. We're a week, about a weekend, and uh, the, the quote-unquote dog days uh, of training camp are, are coming, and uh, just excited about those as I am about the start and excited to, to keep exploring and pulling at these threads here, everybody. You guys, please uh, take care of each other out there. Be kind to each other. Um, take care of yourselves, too, and uh, in these summer months, especially if you're out at training camp, stay hydrated. If you see me, say hello, and uh, we will catch you guys next week.